Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. Good to see you. Doing great, doing great. It's uh, it's the fun part of the season. We still have, everyone still has a little bit of hope. Uh, not in some cities. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's interesting, though, is that you do have teams that either leading the division or they're in the hunt, and they're some of the lowest payroll teams. That's true. And we've actually found recently there's been a tighter correlation between uh, payroll wins, uh, payroll and wins. So this would be uh, kind of going in the other direction. However, uh, I will say this. You can win regular season games without money uh, no world series champion has been a cheap team you know they had that on mlb network the other day and i don't know how to check it and i'm not going to check it but ever since mlb network started which is what 14 15 years ago no team has ever won the world series that didn't have a at least four players in their top 100 yeah i thought that was interesting yeah. So, you know, I think what happens is that money buys you depth. Money buys you the ability at uh, the uh, at the trade deadline to add, you know, to add a big player, you know, as uh, think about the Dodgers and adding you know, they add Max Scherzer, they add Manny Machado, you know, uh, Trey Turner, yeah, yeah, the Rays don't do that. Um, so, you know, that's, I think that money still matters. Like, uh, yes, there are some smart teams. Also, uh, as we get into like the, every team has data, every team has stuff. Plus every team has this, every team. has. Wait, I, thought, I thought you were the only one that stuff. Plus I'm the only one out in the public. <laughs> <laughs> the teams have it. And so, uh, you know, as you, as you, as that stuff gets between the, uh, the, the teams, it gets harder to have an edge. Correct. So that, that's something that happens, but we, what we have had is an explosion of new data when it comes to Hawkeye. So that does open up a little bit of a venue for teams to be like, Ooh, we're going to really look hard at biomechanics or really looking hard at this, or we're going to really look hard at health and try to beat everybody at health outcomes. And so there are some avenues that ha- that are open, like the the Rays, for example. They have an organizational identity, which is we don't care about health. 
we're just gonna uh, we're just gonna acquire as many arms as we can that are close to the big leagues and when one gets hurt we bring up another you know and they and they're big into stuff plus that's why they 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 always bring up a guy where you're like i've never heard of this guy why does he you know have a wicked breaking ball and can do this and can do that we don't care about our human beings <laughs> that's our identity it's so i mean weird. you talk to former rays and there's a little bit of like jay gordrizzi's like they gave me a shot yeah yeah they're not the most like like when people leave there they're not the most like organization and you know getting to you know luis medina's coming up we'll talk about him we you know organizational you've told us about what the yankees what they look for what they're building obviously the a's like to trade with the yankees but i had this question looking at you know these these guys were debating who the best pitchers are right now and it's amazing that someone like garrett cole wasn't on that list and everybody talks about the stuff and i know stuff plus is rather early has anybody been the top of stuff plus for an extended period of time i mean you look at hall of famers or you look at guys that do it for a long time year after year after year or is stuff plus is this something you see a guy that's up there for maybe a year or two and then boom he's gone that, that, that will happen you know stuff plus is fleeting because you're talking about do you throw nine like graham ashcraft sits 97 you know mason miller sits 100 he's actually third in 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 starter stuff plus he just came on and stuff plus is made to be uh useful in really small samples so it kind of it also is like an eye test thing does mason miller maybe have top three stuff in the big leagues yeah maybe he, he sits 100 he's had a, one start i know but but is he gonna stop sitting 100 tomorrow what you're right though will he stop sitting 100 in year two or year three and year four so that is a good question uh to kind of put it over so stuff plus is only as old as Hawkeye. And so it only goes back to 2020. But guess who the number one qualified starting pitcher is since 2020 in Stuff Plus? Garrett Clanahan. Cole. Garrett Cole? Garrett Cole. But on MLB Network, we, we're seeing our buddy Brian Kenny was talking about this going, I mean, he wasn't even he wasn't even the top 10 shredder guy. He was in no one's top 10. It was like amazing. Uh, I think, you know, it is a tough park. He does give up homers. If you're focused on ERA and things like that, I think you'd get in trouble, but, uh, he has some of the nastiest stuff. He, you know, if you look at who leads the strikeout rate, who leads the, the, the league in strikeouts this year, who leads the league in the strikeouts last two years, last three years, last four years, last five years. You know what the answer is? Garrett Cole. It's always Garrett Cole. And so Garrett Cole is, uh, DeGrom would be on here. I think if he, if he qualified, I had the qualified fielder on. Corbin Burns, Shohei Otani, Dylan Cease, Walker Bueller, Sandy Alcantara, Yu Darvish, Blake Snell are the maybe surprising ones, and then Shane McClanahan, Brandon Woodruff. So, you know, there it it, it aligns with the eye test. Um, and and then Snell, you can say, well, it's not always all about stuff. There's always a command too. But <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, the year to year stickiness is 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 tight. Like it, people usually generally because even if you lose some velo, you keep your shapes. If your if your breaking ball looks a certain way, it looks the same way next year. By the way, you mentioned Hawkeye. We remember when Hawkeye came on board. Hawkeye was originally in tennis and did a great job showing exactly is this ball on freakouts, which were, by the way, for you kids, go Google John McEnroe freakouts. <laughs> He's the greatest freakout of all time, but uh, in professional sports. But 
just tell us how is versus TrackMan? I understand a lot of TrackMan, especially through golf, having used it a lot. Like, explain the difference of what we're learning from Hawkeye that we don't get from TrackMan. TrackMan is a is a uh, radar technology, and so it's pinging everything with radar, and then looking at the shadows uh, that are made by the pinging. Like it's sort of a almost like a physical wave, and it's and it's looking at the shadows and saying, okay, this is what's happening. And it's it's really valuable because uh, it's not uh, it doesn't care what time of day it is, it doesn't care how bright it is, it doesn't care if it's dark. Radar works, you know. Bats use radar, you know. So like, uh, it, it's really good for that. Um, but what we found was that Hawkeye, um, you know, one thing that TrackMan struggled with, it can't tell the difference between the bat and an arm. You know, it can't tell where it can't tell where the bat begins and where the arm, and you know, you know, it can't tell. Yeah. It can't tell that sort of. It can't tell what's an arm and what's a leg. It's not very good at. That's not good at limbs and stuff. So we didn't get any information about limb tracking from TrackMan really, and we had to start putting in video cameras to 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 pair with the radar. Now, in the end, I bet you we might come and bring TrackMan back and do radar and video and try to like that might be the next version of what happens but right now what we have are i think it's about 12 cameras around the stadium pointed in different places and they just went from like 75 100 frames per second which is worse than your iphone uh to 300 frames per second which is not quite like edratronic high speed the top of the line but it's a lot better and so now what they're going to start using it for is these finer things what is your wrist angle you know, can you can you tell me what the wrist angle is? Can you tell me what the elbow angle is? Can you tell me what the bat is doing different from the hands? You know, um, and so that's where teams are focused right now are the biomechanics of hitting and pitching using the cameras that are looking at our players while they're playing. One of the problems is when you go down into these labs, right? You're you know, smacking ass and 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 drinking, and you know, I'm not saying you're drinking alcohol, but like you're you're hanging out, you're hanging out. You know, you're not you're not throwing ninety eight. We playing dice, or we yeah, play yeah, exactly. Are playing cards. Dice? What are we no, doing? You're just you're, you're not taking. You're not. You, you, you doesn't have the same adrenaline. You know, you don't have like fifty thousand people yelling at you. You know, so you you don't throw as hard and you don't swing as hard. And so any study that you do in a lab environment has that shortcoming. What you can do with Hawkeye is say, what do they do when they are on the field performing at their very best? And so now we can start to say, oh, this is what their elbow is doing. This is what their shoulder is doing. Hopefully better health outcomes, but also for teams, what can we coach and what can we not coach? It what is, can we improve and what can not improve? It is amazing how much golf and baseball are morphing into each other because they're <laughs> doing that in golf, right? They'll take a silhouette of a player and show you his entire swing. You don't know who it is because it's just a, it's just a, a shape of a person and you look at the swing and go this biomechanics is Rory McIlroy's swing. Uh -huh. So they're looking at every, the takeaway weight distribution, how they use the ground as leverage, how they shallow the club. They show you everything. They're not showing you the actual video of him on the T human being. They're showing the sil silhouette of a person and they take it through the whole. I mean, it's amazing baseball. I mean, it's, it's hitting an object. It's just well, the only difference is baseball is moving. Yeah, but what's interesting about what you, your example you just gave, I think that's going to be the separator between what's happening now and what's going to happen in the future, which is right now they're they don't have the silhouettes as well. They're they're basically looking at everybody and saying, "Oh, these things are good. Hip shoulder separation is good. 
how can we get more hip shoulder separation? So it's all like sort of prescriptive and for like sort of this, we know these things are good. We don't know that much because we just started doing this. We know these things are good. Do these things. Later, they're going to start to be like, oh, you're more Rory McIlroy or oh, you're more, was it Bryce D. Or, oh, you're, you're more, you're more this guy, you know? So I Google, it's Phil Mickelson. Right. They'll, they'll put you in a bucket and then they'll be like, oh, you know, I was just talking to Tommy Pham about this. He was like, you know, a lot of the stuff that people talk about in the hitting, they say, get into your legs, get into your legs. I'm an aerial guy. And if you look at it, there's aerial and terrestrial. And I, I thought it was BS at first, but I've been doing some reading and, you know, some people are a little bit more on the balls of their feet, more, more like a butt, like high up. And then more people, some people are more like grounded in their heels. Um, and so this is an idea that like, these are different types of people. You have to coach them differently. Their bodies move differently. And so that's where we're, that's where we're going to be headed in the future. Yeah, because you look at the guy that's won a U.S. Open, just won the Masters, John Rahm. His his mechanics are you would you would never teach that. So it's like it's amazing how different guys can be. All and right, Bryce is like I came out of a lab, right? Like he's Bryce like Cambo, yeah, yeah. He's like I I studied this stuff. I know the biomechanics, and I I am the perfect golfer. I've made myself to be the perfect. But he has a, has he won a big one? He can't. He's won a U.S. Open, but he can't stay healthy. Uh, and he's now on. Oh, the- does that sound familiar? Yes, very. <laughs> he figured it out, right? He had everything because I can't remember what he graduated. It was like a biomechanics engineering degree. Yeah. Uh, he graduated some type of degree like that. It's it harder than anyone, but gets hurt all the time. <laughs> everything that he did. Exactly. That's what I've been saying. Golf is so like you look at it like at one point, Jason Day. I know a lot of the baseball people have no idea what I'm talking about. Jason Day at one point got to number one in the world, won the PGA championship. He was the next great player back hurt his back like you've seen all these guys they're next great this is the next tiger what a tiger battle with knee back i mean it's 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 very it's very interesting to look you know medina who's gonna make his debut for the athletics comes from the yankees frankie montas lou trevino trade we've talked about this in the past here we see it again that the yankees it's it's an organizational identity as you like to say of the type of guy they like medina's one of those guys yeah, and I think what makes the Yankees uh, such a class organization is that they've changed uh, their organization identity over time. When you look at their pitchers, so Luis Medina is kind of from the crop of uh, people that cre- that they they created. Um, uh, uh, oh man, who's their uh, big righty, uh, power righty that's been hurt a lot? Um, oh, I can't believe Mingo Herman Severino Severino, who's Severino. on IIL still on. Fantasy. Yeah, Severino was part of this like generation of Yankees that all threw really hard with a big uh, forcing fastball and a breaking ball, a power breaking ball that comes off of it, you know. And uh, you know they did that, and they produced a lot of relievers, and they had a hard time honestly creating starters. Herman is kind of that guy too, you know. He's the guy who throws his power, power forcing, and a power curveball off of it, and they've had a hard time creating the very top end of starters, you know? Um, and so, you know, version 2.0 right now is Clark Schmidt, uh, is a guy they've got right now. And he throws a sweeper. And we talked about this last week about the sweeper has some issues. Sometimes you have to pair it with a cutter or a splitter in order to, because it has platoon issues. You can't throw a sweeper, uh, to lefties if you're a righty. So they've built this new type of pitcher, Hayden Wesnensky and Clark Schmidt. And there's all these guys that are, that are cutter sinker sweeper. 
because you know that's what that's they as an organization are doing this and the yankees and mariners have basically everybody in the minor leagues learn the sweeper you know and they do this we're we're, we know more sliders are thrown than any other pitch right so we're we're going we still like fastball we still like the new slider you know we still like the we still like four seam fastball up in the zone we're less two seamer sink right than ever before well, now the Yankees are making a bet on on sinkers and sweepers. Okay, so we're going sinker. Yankees are going sinker and cutter sweeper. sweeper. Yeah, and not slider. Well, sweepers a slider, but yeah. Okay, slurve as I like to call it. Yeah. So, so I mean, the the what's cool about this uh, is that the Yankees had an identity and pivoted off of that and and did something new. Uh, the Guardians, I think, have been doing the same thing for a really long time, and you're seeing the fruition of it, which is they draft really hardcore for contact. In in terms of batters, their guys that that they draft almost always have less less than 18, 15% strikeout rate. And what do they do right now in the big leagues? Lead the league in strikeout rate. Now, they don't hit for a lot of homers, and it's not maybe maybe the best offense you've ever seen, but they make a lot of contact and they train for that and they build for that on the pitching side. They get guys with, with, uh, with, with command and they teach them, you know, their arsenal, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it has, a, it's very slider heavy. Uh, but you know, there, there is a guardians approach. So I, I, you know, I was just looking at that and thinking about the Bay area and being like, what, what is the identity of the Bay area teams? And, I think right now the Giants are, are struggling a little bit. The Giants, one of their identities is very similar to, to the A's identity, which is picking up guys that are in the major leagues or right near the major leagues that just need like one little tweak, right? So the Giants have done really good with like, well with like J.D. Davis and they you know, picked up Darren Ruff and, and made him into a capable player for a while. And, you know, Wilmer Flores. And so all these guys that are like veterans that just need, oh, could he play a little bit better defense or could he fit him in here? Or could he do this? Giants are doing well at that, but they need another thing. Like player development wise, they're not turning out players. Yeah, and they're, they're relying to Giants rely so much on the home run. I mean, their runs are basically come from home runs. I want to ask you about Medina from the standpoint of when you see guys that have a high walk rate, and a high strikeout rate in the minor leagues. When they come to the big leagues, the one thing that cannot happen, strikeout rate goes down and walk rate stays the same, right? You kind of need it to flip. Hard to do because you're now facing the best hitters in the world, but the walk rate's got to come down. So what do you think from Medina what you're going to see? Because he he has walked. He does have control issues. Strikes out a lot of guys, but has control issues. Yeah, I've got the per pitch numbers here, and uh, I'm not hopeful about that com- that control. And the scouts, uh, a lot of them uh, have have said that he's a future reliever for that. And and unfortunately, we just have a, a use case for this in Shintaro Fujinami, who I was pretty excited about. And you saw why I was excited about him because he threw 100 and he had 93 mile an hour splitters. Like if you if there was no strike zone and there were no walks, he would be an amazing pitcher. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they couldn't figure it out now the Rays, you know, in their organizational philosophy and their tenant, they, they do things like they have one, uh, one target for Tyler glass. Now Tyler glass now can't really command it that well. Well, just tell him to throw it the same place over and over again, you know, fastball, curveball, whatever it is, the fastball will get somewhere near that spot. The curveball will drop off of that, you know, but just give him one target. 
And so I wonder if, if Fujinami or Medina might benefit from a very simple approach, one target. Or here's what we do since baseball's into changing rules. We call Rob Manfred. We tell him <laughs> we got a problem throwing strikes. Let's just get rid of walks. Walks are boring. No one wants to see walks. We get rid of walks in the game and we're good. Right? Uh, that could get boring the other way too, I think. <laughs> By the way, how is – I know you got a Little League game to go to. How are the kids doing in baseball? Uh, the older one got uh, hit in the face, and we had to we had to go to the hospital. Ooh. But uh, nothing was broken, and today's his triumphant return to the lineup. So nice. – uh, He's uh he's a Billy Bean kid. Uh, he's got like a 600 OBP and like a 100 average. So uh, <laughs> he's got that going for him. <laughs> Billy, always, sign him. It's always interesting the first time you get hit as a kid, and then like because the first couple of times back, you're a little gun shy. Yeah, the nice thing is I've I've hit him before. So, <laughs> hey, bottom line is it hurts no matter yeah. how people people all the time. Oh, it was just a slider. I don't care. Oh, it hurts. He is, it hurts. he's still like he's got the green and brown phase going now. It's just it's he's you, got a a green you, eye. You can get hit by an eighty six mile an hour slider in the ribs. It still hurts. Yeah, I believe it. I believe right? it. I mean, you get hit, the human body gets hit like in football. It may not be the biggest blow up tackle, but it still hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, and, it, and the thing about these kids is there's no command. Uh, Little League is, uh, is amazing how many walks there are. And you know, my kids' approach is I can't tell them not to do it because there's so many pitchers who can't even hit this, like near the strike zone. I don't want to tell them to be up there aggressive and swinging when like half the pitches are over his head or in the dirt. Well, maybe you need to get some spider tech in that dugout. <laughs> oh. Hey, kids. Hey, kids. <laughs> Give me your fingers. <laughs> Check out this. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good luck with your kids today. We always love having you on the program. Field work. Nothing better. Check out. <laughs> they can send it right to your door. That's the best thing. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.